All right, so here we are, episode number 60 of The Space In Between. And today we're going to go a little bit deeper into um, just kind of the past two podcasts. So the first one of the year, I led you through a bit of a practice of uh, reflecting back the 10 years prior to see the seeds that you were probably being born within you at that time and kind of looking at how they came to fruition. And then last week we sat with Christine Jude Wynas and she talked about her idea of this um, sitting in her soft power and, and really taking this time to rest and and just reflecting on that and I want to take us a little deeper. But before we do go there, there are a number of wonderful things happening at Nomadland. Uh, one being that in the Hudson Valley, if you're here in the Hudson Valley, we'll be, I will be leading another Move Into Breath with Erica Forcell, who's been on this podcast a couple of times. We're doing our Movement 109 Breathwork collaboration yet again, uh, Sunday, January 26th at Bar Body and Soul, one of our favorite places to practice So if you are in the area, come join us. It'll be a really beautiful, special event. I love marrying these two, movement and the breath together. It is a very transformative experience. It's a treat to give yourself uh, for three hours on a Sunday. So hope to see you there. And whether you're in the Hudson Valley or not, we have launched officially the online studio. Last week, we launched Nomad's online studio. Jen Earing, who is a Nomad teacher and who has also been on here, uh, has done an amazing job bringing back our online studio, bringing back the old library that we had there for a few several years and, and getting the new Nomad teachers on there. And she's adding more and more and i'm so grateful for her and the other nomad teachers and it's happening it's over there so you can sign up for an annual med- membership it's less than the price of one class per month if you go to a yoga studio you get instead of just one class per month you get an entire library of practices and these are practices that range from all levels and chair yoga and you also get you know various yoga practices but also my movement 109 floor work practice and tutorials on different poses and what else lots of nomad talks or dharma talks and meditations and we'll soon be offering uh, a little section on nutrition and cooking so we have some nomad teachers who are health coaches and ayurveda um, practitioners and they're going to be sharing that too so you get all of that not just one yoga class a month but you get all of that at your fingertips at any time of day yeah the full library every year, um, all, all year round. So go and sign up for that. <laughs> uh, I'm grateful that it's there and I'm grateful for them. And what else? We are in the second week of Movement 109's Who Are You Becoming? Our online course. It's a six-week online course. And we just finished, as I'm talking now, I just finished up the, the phone calls for the day for our second week. But you can still join in. I think you would still be able to feel fulfilled if you joined like today or tomorrow if you're listening to this when we go live. Um yeah, I think you would definitely get, you can still catch up with us and feel that you're, you're part of the group and, and attend the the weekly calls on Mondays. And then we also have other tools like our movement 109 practice and journal prompts and our Facebook group and 
lots of other stuff. So if you're interested in that, if you're kind of looking at who are you becoming in this new year, this new decade, you know, what seeds want to be birthed within you. And especially if this podcast resonates with you, then I invite you to come and sign up for our online course. Again, that's over also at nomadalwaysathome.com. And um, what else? We have Bali coming up. It's sort of sold out, but I'm going to open up a couple more spots this week. So stay tuned because we might be running a special later this week or early next week. By the time this airs, it might even be out. You go ahead and just keep checking. Uh, Yeah, and that's, that's kind of it in terms of what's happening and how you can be a part of it. And now you're here listening to this podcast and you are here diving in deep with me. So, uh, yeah, this is what I wanted to share was, um, Christine, as I said last week, talked about this idea of soft power and her need to rest, right? She was saying she was feeling called to rest last fall and in order to kind of create, make space and and create for what next it needs to be born within her. And we also talked about words and how they resonate differently with each person. And so I did, I kind of sat with this idea of soft power for a little while. And what was resonating with me was, okay, power meaning action. For me, it means taking action, being in control of your action. But then this word soft in front of it, I wasn't quite sure how exactly that, what that looks like for myself in terms of like the actuality of it and, and, and being engaged with it. And after I sat with it a little bit, I did some journal work and I looked at, you know, listened to it again and sat with it and did some reading, um, that kind of sparked more of that within me. And I, I came up with this word playfulness and I was thinking soft being playful and light and easy, Uh, with power, right? With taking action. So this idea of playful action. And this is something that I am working on. (laughs) I tend to be somebody who is, once I decide I want something, uh, I take action in a very serious manner. Yeah. You know, there's a, a checklist, there's a written list that I check things off and have an agenda and and do, 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 right? I put my head down and I make things happen. And a lot of people have told me, you know, I'm, I'm just this person who creates and, and really makes things happen. Um, but I do it with this seriousness. And, you know, last year's mantra for me was to move with joy. And I definitely brought a little bit more joyful <laughs> joy into these actions. But I think this this year I'm going to invite in a little bit more playfulness, more even even more lightness in the doing rather than just in um, the decision making, I'll say. Uh, so, yeah, that was really kind of interesting for me, because when I looked back that art, that exercise that I shared with you the week prior of looking back at the 10 years, you know, we did a little contemplation of looking back at our life 10 years ago as we step into that new decade um, and how we are now stepping into this new decade of 2020. Uh, those different seeds that were being planted then, but also kind of what was what were the themes that were happening. And when I was taking my look back at the 10 years prior, um, I was in this place and I even said this, I believe in the podcast of, of making a decision and p- 
putting the head down and doing it. And what I tend to did back then was I was a bit impatient and I had this death grip around it. So once I decided I wanted something, my I just gripped it so bad and made it happen. Um, but there was no life to it. There was no space for it to breathe and to kind of take on, on its own life, right? I wasn't nurturing it. I wasn't allowing it to become what it wanted to be. I was sort of manipulating it or trying my best to manipulate it. And I definitely think over the past 10 years, I've learned to loosen the grip. (laughs) I'm still learning. Uh, But I think especially this past year, I've really, really loosened the grip. And even this past month and even, gosh, this past week, and I'll share a little bit of that in a moment, but I feel like I'm really like, whoa, who is this person? I don't even recognize her. <laughs> she is just looking at that thing that she might want and not grasping for it. What? Who is that? <laughs> um, if, you, if you are a bit of an impatient person, you probably understand what I'm talking about in terms of the death grip. Uh But what I was also finding too, as I started to explore this idea of, you know, the death grip of letting it go was um, not going up against the current, but actually being with the current and flowing with that, right? Um, There's a lot of times that I felt like when I wanted something and things weren't going my way, I'd sort of be like swimming upstream. And I really... I think the past, especially seven years, but again, just progressively getting better at this, of just allowing things, flowing with it, flowing within the current. And so my experience this past week was I was in Santa Fe. And so Santa Fe is a very special place for me. Uh, My grandmother lived there when I was very young for a few years. Uh, I visited her and my aunt who also lived there. A couple of times, I don't remember how many, I was very young, but I just had such vivid memories that were I'm very fond of, that I always held close to my heart. It was a very special, kind of mystical place that, you know, I always heard about my family talking about, oh, grandma's there and Aunt Betsy's there. Um, And then I'd go there and, you know, I'd have my own experiences, but it was just this sort of magical, mystical place. And, and then I've been called to it the past five years. I went back five years ago with my grandmother and, you know, she doesn't live there anymore, obviously. So she, she went back to visit one of her best friends. And then I started to build my own relationships there in Santa Fe that kept calling me back. So I built a relationship with her best friend and her and her best friend's partner. And, um, and then I, then I was seeing somebody there and I built friendships around, um, there. So I've just been feeling very pulled there. And so I was invited to come back to visit my friend. And I've, you know, as I shared in the previous podcast of this idea of kind of wrapping up my time here in the Hudson Valley and not necessarily like bye, I'm going forever, but just finding another place to call home and um, not sure what that looks like yet, which is quite unlike me, (laughs) the old version of Phoebe, right, of having to know what has to be. But yeah, I have this idea of kind of what I would like it to look like, and Santa Fe might be, might be at one of those places. 
And so I went back with this intention, sort of, okay, let me see if I want to plant seeds there, if I, if I want to possibly move there. But I did it in such a different way. I didn't go and say, okay, how can I get work here, right? If I get work here, then I am allowed to move here, right? Um, checking things off the list. But I just instead, I went with this idea of, okay, what? I want to find places, find um, experiences there that spark joy within me, right? Instead of the, you know, I have work lined up here and I will move here. Um, but how, why? Like find the joy, find, find what brings you to that place. Um, and so I did, I did just that instead of, you know, reaching out to all the yoga studios and, and making contacts, you know, professional contacts, I just decided, you know what, I'm going to do things that spark joy. I'm going to go to take dance classes. I found all these different dance classes. And um, one of them being, uh, I've become recently obsessed <laughs> with this style of Brazilian dance called Zouk. Um, I haven't done, I hadn't done it up until that point yet, but I was watching on, um, I, th I think I found it on Facebook, this couple that is a beautiful dancers and, and basically I was watching them and I, I didn't even know that this kind of style of dance existed. I just saw these two dancers and I thought that's what I want. I want that kind of relationship. I want to move like that. I want to have a dance partner that just, you know, is very connected to me in that way. And, um, and then I started to follow them and I realized, oh, they're doing the same types of choreography over and over again. They're doing the same moves. And I thought, oh, this might be a thing. And so I looked into it, you know, I looked at the bottom of their little YouTube channel. It said Zook. And I looked up and I said, oh, this is it. This is an actual dance, this Brazilian dance. And so I've done a little research since I've been here and, um, on the Hudson Valley and didn't find anything, found some stuff in New York, but hard to get to. And so when I decided to go to Santa Fe, I said, oh, let's look it up. And there we are. I find, I find somebody who's offering Zook in Santa Fe. And so I thought that's what I'm going to do. So I went to, I first, I went to an African and Haitian dance class. And when I did, I walked in and there was just a few people there. And then all of a sudden they just start pouring in, they start pouring in. And soon enough, there are 50 people in the room and there's a line of the whole front row of the studio is drummers. And there's all these drummers and all these dancers. And it was just the most beautiful thing, all different ages, little girls to old men and anything in between. A very diverse group of in terms of ethnicity but also energies and it was just it was like I want that all the time <laughs> um, because I find that you know in the yoga world here we tend to have the same sort of population and the classes are a little bit smaller and I just I feed off of that energy I love that energy of the amount of people and the and the music and especially live music and just finding that freedom, right? When we're on a yoga mat, sometimes it's like we're in our little world on that yoga mat and working out our own issues and, um, you know, being really serious and head down. And like I said before, like checking things off the list and moving 
in this way in the African Haitian class was just so freeing, so uplifting and sparking joy all inside of me. Uh, so I had that experience and then I went to a private lesson for Zouk. You know, I found I, there was a series I just wasn't able to attend because I had to come back to the Hudson Valley. So I reached out to her and I said, hey, I'm here. Can I have a private lesson? And so we did that. Again, no, no other intention but just to simply have fun and, and learn this new experience, learn this new kind of dance. And so she's teaching it to me and I'm moving and it feels so familiar in my body. Um, and she's talking and I'm feeling like, oh, she's talking exactly how I teach, you know, especially the movement 109. She's, she's really speaking the same language of, you know, talking about the different elements within our bodies and moving with them. And I just was like started to have these visions of us, you know, collaborating using movement 109 as a way of like getting into our, for our bodies first before we communicate with our partner in the dance. I was like super excited. And there's like a couple other situations that, that happened in terms of seeing a retreat center kind of coincidentally and, and meeting these other people. And so all these things were just naturally happening, just naturally happening. I wasn't putting my head down saying, I've got to make this work. Uh, you know, I've got, I planned my seeds. I must have this, you know, must have it come to fruition before I leave. I just went with this idea of let's just see what, where joy takes me, right? Let me, let me see, um, what, how can I be more receptive, right? Uh, that's, that's definitely my word. I think that's coming up for me this year is, is how can I be more receptive instead of just putting the head down doing, how can I receive, the messages and really let them move through me. Uh, so I invite you, <laughs> if you have an idea, if you have this little seed after our, our work that we did a couple weeks ago, and you're kind of looking at that, maybe what's something you want, instead of writing down, you know, your little agenda of how you're going to get it done, how can you go about it with this space of joy? How can you how can you go with it instead of checking things off the list with um, a destination, but really, really, truly um, go with just this no expectation whatsoever, right? Set that intention of joy and let go of any other expectation. I'm curious to know how that works for you, especially if you're in the same boat that I was <laughs> a couple of years ago, right? Um, I decided, I really ex started to explore this new way of acting instead of, you know, having, having to, you know, be something or do something. And I think it really, really started, I mean, it's just, cons and layers, right? We're just constantly peeling away the layers. But I think last month was a bit challenging and I shared that with you all. Um, I was definitely going through just the heaviness of the holidays and, and a little bit of a depression and um, kind of feeling obligated to do certain things that are around the holidays, right? We always, ha we all have these, right? These certain obligations to friends and family and just a lot of extracurricular activities that are layered into our daily lives. Uh, and so it just wears down the physical body, but that just energetically too. 
And I really was very, I was able to sit in with it. I was really able to sit with it and start to make different choices than I had done in the past, right? Instead of feeling obligated to do certain things and, and be something for somebody else or other people, I, I really consciously made a choice to just simply do and be what I needed for me to, in order to not be in that heavy, serious space. And I think a big turning point for me was was this kind of conscious choice of choosing joy. Um, there was a night that one of my friends had invited me out, and I had already made plans with, with other people, but something told me to go, I just, you know, break plans and go. And I did, you know, I did my best to communicate well on, on both sides, and um and it was funny because I didn't really know what I was saying yes to, but I ended up saying yes to looking into my old life, <laughs> my old life of being married in a kind of interesting way. We ended up at a place where I used to go to often with my ex-husband and, you know, I wasn't with anybody that I knew from back then. They were all new friends. In fact, I met a couple of them that night, but they were all from the city. So they all had that same kind of energy of being in the city and, um, you know, we're reminiscing of our old, our own stories of city life and just the madness that that is and laughing and having fun and, and then listening to, um, music that I hadn't listened to in a very long time. Yeah. That kind of came with my marriage. Um, and it's just like kind of peeked into this old life of mine. And what I was really surprised about was that I was having fun <laughs> <laughs> Not that I didn't have fun back then, you know, my old city days and, and going to, you know, kind of jazz clubs, um, back then, uh, I did have a good time, but I think because I associated it with, you know, the heartbreak that I experienced seven years ago, going through the divorce and everything like that, um, I kind of closed all of that off, all of the good stuff too. And if you've had some sort of traumatic event, like a loss in your family, you know, a loved one or, or a divorce or something, maybe you can relate to this, right? When we go through these heartbreaks, we just want to close that whole period off and not even look at the good stuff, especially the good, the, the people that we were, right, in that time and space. And, and that's what I did. I had my head down again. I've got to get this done, put the death grip on again and 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 not really look back not look back at that person that i was not look back at those good memories just keep moving forward and universe kind of gave me that that night to look back and see oh there's a lot of joy there oh there's some pieces of you that you haven't really experienced of phoebe in many years and oh you know how would it be to bring it back into this present experience of phoebe now um, so that was quite a gift. And I think that that was a big turning point, uh, for me. So I definitely invite you to, if you, if that again resonates with you of not wanting to look back at certain things, if that exercise of looking back at the 10 years, um, was challenging in that way of like, uh, that's just a period of my life that was challenging and uh, I didn't even like myself at the time. Well, maybe there is something that you liked about yourself. Maybe there was an aspect of, 
um, your your experience of life then that you that did spark you that did light you up how can you reconnect with that little seed again right maybe you have to replant it maybe you have to repot it somewhere else and start to give it new soil new water new life new breath um but is there something back there that you can bring forward with you um, we don't have to re reinvent the wheel of ourselves, right? We can bring those experiences with us. So I invite you to do that, to play around with this idea. And again, I invite you to look at what sparks joy within you. Um, can you move from that place, right? Instead of to, to ignite that soft power, right? Ignite that playful action. Instead of, I want this, let's give it the death grip, head down, check things off the list. Can you stop and listen, take a breath, and see what that little voice of joy is within you, kind of whispering, maybe screaming at you, who knows, um, wants you to know, what, how is it guiding you to the next thing that wants to happen? So... Lots to play with for you for this week. Um, we're continuing this work again in the Movement 109 course. This is actually very much in line with the theme that we're working with this week. We looked at this archetype of the mother, how the mother uh, gives, right? Gives so much and nurtures and creates life, but kind of ends up giving it the grip, right? Restricts and and keeps it from growth. So how can we nurture? How can we create a safe, beautiful space for, for our seeds to grow without, again, the control, the restraint, the grip? Um, so we're doing that work at the Movement 109 course this week. Again, um, if, you are, if this podcast at all, this episode resonated with you, come on over, join our group. We would love to have you. We have a really awesome group happening there. And uh, yeah, we'd like to have you there too. Um, and I think that's it. I think I've talked a lot and there's a lot for you to sit with. So sit with that in your soft power 